Hey everyone, welcome to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. This is episode 205, entitled Lego Mario and More. My name is Steve, and I am joined, of course, by Barry. Hey Barry, how's it going? Hey Steve, always a pleasure. For sure. Also joined by Greg. Hey Greg. Hi everyone, always glad to be here. Absolutely. And uh, we also have uh, an old friend, Hussens, joining us tonight uh, to especially talk about uh, the Lego Mario and Lego NES sets, um, but also about all the news and everything. Hey, Hussens, how's it been going? It's been going great. Glad to be back. Cool. Cool. Well, i uh, also like to thank all you guys for, for t- tuning in uh, live. If you're joining us in the uh, in the, the chat room. Uh, thanks so much. And we would love for you guys to just jump into any of the conversations that we're having tonight about news, what you've been playing, all that sort of thing. We love having conversations with you guys while we're recording live. Uh, but I also want to encourage you guys to jump on the the social media. Um, we're pretty much at Nintendo Fuse on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, but you can also join our Discord. Um, all those links are going to be in the, uh, the description down below but they're also on your screen right now so you can see the discord link um, but then you can also see our social media on there so yeah we'd love for you guys to uh, jump in there and um, join us and join in that discussion in between shows that's a great way for us to kind of keep the conversation going in between our episodes um, also if you haven't done so yet hit that like button here on youtube hit the subscribe button and the bell and all that sort of thing. And if you're listening after the fact on your favorite podcast app of choice, uh, be sure to subscribe to us on there as well and and uh, share that with all your Nintendo-loving friends as well. That'd be great. Um, but thank you guys uh, again for so much for being here today. Before we jump into any of the LEGO stuff, any of the recent news, we're going to talk about, as always, what we've been playing. And uh, we'll go to Barry first. Oh, God. Uh <laughs> Yeah, uh, I've been quite busy uh, in terms of games. I've I've had a lot to to mess around with. So uh, the Switch has been my heavy hitter. Uh, first, I, I've been a little bit more on Animal Crossing because the date changed or the month changed. So I have to catch all the bugs and fish. So I'm two bugs away from being done with everything. And uh, got to shake some acorns out of trees now, apparently. <laughs> But uh, so, so I'm, I'm working on that. I started, for the playcast, I started uh, Brain Training, which is Brain Age, uh, which I don't think even got a release in America, so only in Europe. But it's just like the DS game. It's a lot of fun. And uh, really shocked they didn't bring that over here. I thought those did well. Uh, then I've been playing a couple digital titles, um, Electronic Superjoy, which is a 2D platformer that will give you seizures and motion sickness and there's literally a warning with like six different things right when you start um these are things like if you suffer from any of these don't play this game and it's all like strobing lights in the background so if they just took that out it would be a fine game but i i gotta stop i'm like yeah this is gonna this is really gonna screw with me uh played a little uh, adventures of atlanta temple which is a it's a 2d uh like old school atari style adventure game but what's interesting is like the developer made a backstory for the actual developer of the game, and like there's like six different versions, and it's like he always puts it on failed consoles. So it's like a Commodore 64 style, and then a, a crappy Game Boy version, and then a, a Game Boy Advance version. But it's not like the official. It's like always like the cheap knockoff. He puts it on and fails. Really cute story. Uh, Gameplay is kind of fun. It's it's very much 
reminds me of almost like a 2600 or an Atari 8-bit style game. Uh, went back to Smash a little bit because there was a Spirit event for Paper Mario over the weekend. So I did that. Uh, I played a little Regina and Mac, which uh, was uh, requested by uh, the basement dweller in our Discord. He really seemed to enjoy that. It's a 3D platformer, rough around the edges, definitely by a small team. Um, not, not bad. Uh, then the, probably the biggest ripoff, even though I got it for free, which was Perseverance. And I only say that because the game, it's a visual novel with like choices, but it, it was actually good. Like I was really starting to get into this and then it ends and it's like end of part one, but there is no part two and there hasn't <laughs> been a part two. So it's like Half-Life. It, it, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like just when it starts getting good. So I'm like, oh no. So I want to continue it, but I can't. But what I did play that I absolutely loved, which was Evil Land, The Legendary Adventures on the Switch, which I actually bought digitally. I know, shocker, because I own the physical and I don't want to open it because that's only going up in value. Uh, and for $4.99, it's on sale right now. I'm like, I'm just going to buy the digital. But if you haven't played it, it's really cool. It's, a, it's an RPG. There's two games in the pack. The first one's kind of like an appetizer. It's pretty much you go through the history of RPGs. So you start off like Game Boy era. And then you slowly get to 8-bit and color and then 16-bit and then 3D graphics. And it's like uh, Zelda meets Final Fantasy. So like some segments are like action-adventure and then some segments turn to turn-based. And then the second game is much, much bigger. Like the first game was like three hours long. It's very, very short. But the second game is like 15 to 20 hours long. It's like a Chrono Trigger-style epic with time travel, except each uh, time period you travel to the graphics change. So like the very, very past is Game Boy. The past is Nintendo 8-bit. The present is 16-bit Super Nintendo. And the future is 3D polygonal. And it's it, the base game is Zelda, adventure, action, RPG kind of deal. Um, except the game throws every type of style you could imagine depending on where you go. So like you walk into a dungeon and now you're playing Bomberman. And then you walk into another dungeon and it's Fire Emblem strategy RPG. And then you go to a town and you have to solve Professor Layton clues with the whole, you know, here it is, everything like Professor Layton. And then you get to a boss fight and it's Street Fighter. It turns into a one-on-one 2D fighting game. Another segment is like a side-scroller beat-em-up, like uh, Double Dragon or Turtles Arcade, stuff like that. Um, There's a shmup section where you're flying on a, a flying device. Um, There's just all these weird different styles. Uh, You know, the first game also has like a Diablo style too, which is really cool. It pays homage to it all. There's characters, there's references. It's it's really like a love letter to games. Took me by surprise. I did not expect much from this game. And I do highly recommend it at this point. Um, Very, very good. Um, On the PS4, what I can't recommend is I started the Uncharted series. And I beat the first game, and I can't recommend the first game. I, I did not like it. I mean, it was good. I, I gave it a 6.5, but I don't recommend it. It's just, it, it had too many bad points, parts that gave me terrible motion sickness, terrible luck design. And for somebody that doesn't like horror, to play an adventure game and then suddenly turn into Resident Evil in the last like two chapters really pissed me off because it was very <laughs> much blindsiding. Uh, and I was like, I did not want to do this. Um, other than that, Dragalia Lost, still playing that, coming up on the second anniversary on mobile, still playing Mario Kart Tour, and still playing Final Fantasy XIV, of course. Nice. Nice. There's a lot there. Um, one for, for Uncharted, like I never played the first one, but the third one's really good. So yeah, well, when you eventually get to that, it's good. I heard it gets better, yeah. but like, 
like the second, the first one, it was they couldn't control the camera. Some things were a little obtuse where to go. Uh, enemies took like way too many shots. Like they were mm. bullet sponges, even uneasy. Uh, the jet ski can die in a fire. If mm. I never see another jet ski that's not Wave Race 64, <laughs> it can die in a fire. Um, that that really was terrible. Because because if you, I don't know if there's jet skis in the other ones, but like the camera is tied to whatever direction you're currently going. So if you got to go around the corner and you turn, your whole camera turns instantly. And as the nice. waves cut like this, the camera's going like this. And I'm like, oh, my God, really? Do I need this? Are you going for true realism? Like, this is not working for me. Wow. Uh, the, games, yeah. the games definitely get better as, as they go. <laughs> I've, I've played the four of them and uh, part of Lost Legacy. Mm. They, they definitely well, get better. That's what I mean about the whole zombie section at the end of, of the first game. That, like, that did come out of nowhere. Yeah, it comes out of nowhere. It's dark and like there's alarms blaring. There's enemies climbing up the wall, chasing you like hunters from Resident Evil. I'm like, what's going on? I don't like horror games. That's why I was this game. This is not what I like. My heart's like racing. Yeah. I'm like, no, yeah. I do not like this at all. This is like, like, you know, Zelda suddenly turning into Tetris. Like I did not sign up for this, you know? Right. Nice, nice. That's interesting as well that you talked about those those other couple of games that the the evil land and stuff that like kind of change over time because i remember there's another uh adventure game i think it was a side scroller maybe kind of that as well do you, you remember the name of that i, f I forget no but evil land does have 2d side scrolling sections where you but go this, to camp you know do that too. yeah it kind of seems like it took that idea and then blew it up to much bigger than whatever the, i forget that other name it's it's it starts it off super mash uh no no that's a different different idea but it was uh yeah he like he get, uh, graduates from the eight bit to the sixteen bit to the sort of thing as you progress through the game but this kind of sounds interesting because you're not only changing the generations but are also changing genres and stuff like that too that's really cool well one thing with like the first game and why I say it's like an appetizer it's like you play a Zelda you you have your hearts and all that stuff and then you switch to turn based and now you have HP and you gain levels but those levels don't transfer when you go back to a Zelda dungeon. So they're too dis you know, disconnected. But in 2, you still gain levels as experience points, but you have an HP bar. So like you start with like 30 HP, you level up, now you have 34. So in the Zelda section, you have 34, but you turn to the side-scroller, now you still have 34. And you turn to turn – there's a turn-based RPG section to like Chrono Trigger, and there you still have 34. So like it, it carries over. There's a different equipment you can buy. Um, really, really interesting, cool final boss, a lot of cool bosses and cool story elements where you do things in like the past and it affects the future, hmm. um, vice versa. And there's, there's a lot of depth to it. It's interesting. It, like one dungeon, it's like, uh, Oracle of time, um, from Zelda pages. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, where it's like in the dungeon, you have to do past, present and future. So you're constantly changing within the dungeon to figure puzzles. Very well done for a small team. Nice, nice. I'll have to check that out. Four ninety nine. I do recommend it, and I don't wow, usually recommend the titles. It's like that's so cheap for. It sounds like a ton of content there. It's like oh, there's a, there's even a card game. The first one has Triple Triad from FF eight, and the second one has a Magic the Gathering style game, but really well done, like a a really fast paced Magic the Gathering. So addicting that I actually hunted down all the cards. Like it took me <laughs> three hours, but I, I enjoyed doing it. Nice. So I nice. do recommend. <laughs> cool. Greg, what have you been up to lately? Well, not quite as much as Barry, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't think I could top that. Um, still going strong with uh, Animal Crossing. We're still working through the redesign of our island, catching, staying up to date on the fish and bugs and everything going on. Um, 
launched it today and I was trying to find some acorns and pine cones, but I couldn't find any. Instead, I got the five wasps and two pieces of furniture and the gold. And then when Rachel and Belle did it later, they got a few pine cones and acorns. I was like, hey, what the gives? (laughs) I just get the standard uh, dailies and (laughs) I get all the crafting materials that are new. So what you going to do? Then I've been going very strong into Paper Mario, the Origami King. I'm actually pretty presently surprised. It's definitely much better than the last two games. I don't know if it's still quite on par with like the older style games like Super Paper Mario and like the first two. Um, the boss battles are still kind of a struggle point for me. I don't really like the change in pace. Um, I'm just kind of thankful that they don't just throw like tons and tons of battles in very small corridors where you can't like really run away from them. So far, I haven't really had too much issue running around like the ones you don't have to do as much. So I do kind of like the puzzle element of the rings and stuff. There's some of them that are, I can't even solve. Like I don't even know how you're supposed to know some of these things. They don't let you practice some of the more advanced ones, like unless you're doing the shop in the town, which probably should check that out, but I don't really feel like it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just getting started into the third area there and it's, been very great i really love the story and everything in the music and everything is fantastic is pretty much expected for the series so really surprised that i'm enjoying it that much so you're getting to where it gets even better like the first two chapters are probably the worst chapters well that makes it even better awesome (laughs) so my daughter then was asking what kind of games that I still have for the Switch because I think she was kind of trying to turn away from Animal Crossing. So then she saw this game called uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 and then like, hey, I want to give that a shot. And I'm like, well, I don't know. It might be kind of advanced like with like the technique and everything. Or perhaps might even scare her, but no, she's really enjoying it. And we're like already on like floor eight and been doing the co-op mode. We've been switching between each other using Luigi and Gooigi. And that's been surprising a lot of fun to replay the game as co-op. So it's nice not to have a primary focus collecting everything like I did on my playthrough. So it's just mm. kind of like, oh, just do the kind of the more bare minimum and maybe a little extra exploration there. So cool. it was really cool to be able to finally experience the co-op version of that. And then finally, we also returned to Good Job as well. She had really a lot of fun destroying a lot of the stuff there. And that's like that little puzzle game where you have to pretty much just do like a simple task, like move like six crates or something over to like a certain spot. And then you can like destroy the, all the walls and create like slingshots with the power cords and everything like that. So it can make it very hectic and destroy the battlefield to your heart's content and still enjoy playing that one too. So hopefully I can play some more of that in the coming days. Then as normal, still playing Fire Emblem Heroes on mobile. And that's pretty much uh, wraps up mine. I might've had a little bit more time on the, um, Binding Blade on Game Boy Advance, but I wasn't sure how much I played over the last two weeks, but might have completed one chapter there, but that's still kind of going slow and steady as well. Cool. Cool. Uh, we're going to go to the chat and see what everybody is up to here. Uh, looks like Jesse Glenn said that Atlanta Temple rocks. Big fan of that one. Also talking about how meta it is. Uh, Dave agrees that Uncharted 1 is, is bad. Um, he didn't even complete the rest of them. So uh, I, I urge you to go back 
Dave, like they do get better as, as Hassan said as well. Um, but he said he's been uh, playing Xenoblade Definitive Edition, uh, Hyperspace Outlaw, also playing through Sleeping Dogs and trying to finish Hotline Miami. And he's been continuing to write like crazy awesome on our site. So if you haven't checked out NintendoFuse.com lately, check it out. Uh, most of the stuff on there is from Dave uh, recently because he's been like a writing machine and keep it up, Dave. Uh, by the way, um, little plug, if you're one to write for uh, NintendoFuse.com, you've been uh, thinking about uh, writing about Nintendo news and things like that, just let us know. Um, we would love to build that team over time and get some uh, get some friends over there for, for Dave so he doesn't have to do all the work all by himself. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks so much, Dave. And uh, Jakester also says that he's been playing, um, or actually he's been moving again, so he's only been playing FGO. Um but uh, yeah, so let's uh, let's get into what I've been playing because it's actually a longer list uh, than what I usually have. Um, it's actually uh, a whole lot longer. Of course, Animal Crossing and Rocket League. Um, been playing less of them because I have uh, an ongoing um, list of games that I've got for this last time, uh, this last couple weeks. So um, yeah, I just kind of toyed around with Animal Crossing, Rocket League, haven't played a whole lot, but uh, spent a lot of time with those four cubic games that I talked about last time. So um, Barry, you talked about playing Not Not. Um, I played that one and like three other ones that they had. So I played Not Not. That got, it did, I, I totally agree with what you were saying last time. It, it starts off fairly easy and then all of a sudden it just really plays with your head because it's yep. like not this but this and 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 this it's like not not down but also red and you're like what does that mean and you have to like figure it out within like five seconds or less um so that's it's kind of cool it's a, such a simple concept um and then also played uh pocket mini golf which is another game they came out with um that one in particular it's fun but I had no idea what I was doing in the beginning because it just starts you into the game, which actually I think all of these do. Um, but you just start in the game. You have no explanation to just like, it's like old school. It just like, here you go, figure it out. And so um, just know that when you, when you fire that game up, that it's not going to tell you exactly how to play. Um, it's really, really simple how to play, but it doesn't tell you. You just have to move the stick around, hit the A button, when you want to hit the ball and you get three misses. So it's not like regular mini golf uh, where you just kind of progress through however many, you know, uh, 18 holes or whatever. It's go as far as you can without missing, uh, without getting for more than three hits for a hole. If you get more than three game over, you get to start over or use your coins or whatever it is to like buy a continue, but those are used up. So I made it to level 50 using some uh, coins, but that was a stretch. Um, so it's it's fun. Uh, it was free, so I'm not complaining. Um, but it would have been nice to have a little bit of explanation in the beginning. Um, what else was I playing? Jumping Joe and Friends. Um, that one was addicting. So you kind of, you have this, it's really, again, really super simple. You basically jump to the right or left as you jump up different platforms um, and avoid obstacles and enemies and things like that and you have to do it fairly quick it's not like super super quick but uh but if you do wait around like lava or water or something like that's going to come and, and kill you so you have to like just jump left and right and so i was just using the bumpers just like hitting the right or left bumper um but sometimes you get carried away and you hit the right one too much and then you go jumping off the end and start over from the bottom um so that was that's a fun little arcadey game 
And let's see, there was one other one. Oh, mini trains, probably my least favorite of, of the whole bunch. Um, basically you try to draw lines or tracks from one train to the next and you have to connect it and you have to collect stars along the way. Um, the controls are kind of weird. You get like this, this side thing, but then you can also go to overhead view and the camera is kind of wonky. Um, I did play it for a while cause I kind of got, uh, into it, but it was my least favorite of, of the, that bunch. Um, and then finally, uh, I played a little game that I know Huston's been playing a lot lately and that's Fortnite. Um, the latest season got me back into it, uh, especially when it was all Marvel stuff. And so, yeah, spent some time with, uh, Fortnite and that was the first time I played, um, and probably a few seasons. Uh, so that was cool to get back into and played several hours the other day, um, unlocked, uh, like you get the Thor's stuff and things like that, but, um, then kind of unlocked uh, the She-Hulk costumes and had to go find Thor's hammer and, and all that sort of thing. I think the only thing that I don't like about it is that there's no way to pretty much most of the, the things you need to accomplish, um, the challenges and stuff you have to do within game. And that's really tough to do a lot of those, like go find Wolverine's like claw marks while you're also trying to survive in the game. <laughs> so it'd be nice if I could just do the, the casual mode and complete all the challenges. Um, but I guess that just adds to the difficulty, but, uh, but yeah, it was pretty fun, um, to, uh, to play all that. So let's, uh, next go over. Yeah, go for way. it. Uh, with those challenges, by the way, you can go into team rumble mode, which is like the 20 versus 20 and you respawn oh. and you can do the challenges in that mode too. I will have to try that mode out. There's so many new modes that since I haven't played the last several seasons that I was like, oh my gosh, there's all this new stuff. So um, I'll have to check that out then for sure. Um, but yeah, Hassan, what, what have you been up to? What have you been playing lately? Um... Mostly Fortnite, uh, which I'll, I'll get to in a second. But uh, I will say I've actually not been playing Animal Crossing. I haven't touched it in a while. Mostly, honestly, because of Fortnite. I feel like those types of games are ones that like you have to check in daily. Or like I feel like you know that that's where I get the enjoyment out of it. And I just I can't commit to more than one of those types of things. So Fortnite's kind of been the one that's sort of um, taken over, surprisingly. But uh, I did play some more of Good Job. Um, I know Greg mentioned that one. Playing with my wife. Uh, in the scenario where Greg was talking about his, his his daughter, I think my wife is the one that kind of just goes in and just destroys everything. And, you know, I'm like trying to carefully plot my way through the levels. So that's that's certainly been been pretty fun. Um, I did get one. There's some Jackbox Party games that were on sale. So I got the one that got the that has the trivia murder party. Um, so that one's pretty fun. Uh, played more of Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. Um, finally got past one level I was stuck on in the story mode, so I'm pretty close to finishing the story. Um, yeah, otherwise, mostly just, just Fortnite beyond that, between the new season and, um, you know, I got some of my other friends into it, so this is kind of like our way of just catching up. You know, every couple of days we'll just hop on and, and play some games, and uh, it's just been fun to, to you know, especially with Marvel being the the big collab for for the new season that's that's certainly been uh an exciting new uh new thing to check in on they're like every few days adding like they just recently added like a black panther monument they added like an ant-man little house on the island so like every few days the random things are like kind of popping up on yeah. the island just makes it fresh to keep checking in that's cool yeah i really wanted the silver surfer uh costume the other day and was like 
I just spent money on the battle pass. Do I really want to spend more money <laughs> just to get a costume? But it's Silver Surfer. It looks really cool. Yeah. But I, no, I decided I, to I, hold I, back. I, Did you? <laughs> I, I actually, so usually what they do with the battle pass, so it's 100 tiers, right? And so when you when they first offer the battle pass, you can just buy it at level zero and level up yourself. Or you can buy it a little bit cheaper. At, um, well, it costs more money, but you, you save in the long run if you buy out 25 tiers of the battle pass right at the beginning Did it. yep <laughs> and that's usually that's usually what i do yeah this time though i actually once you buy the 25 tiers like you can buy up all the way to the 100 i actually bought out the 100 tiers and the reason is last season i got to like level 116 117 something like that um by just playing the battle pass all the way through this season after you get past level 100 you start unlocking silver variants of the Marvel characters and then gold variants and then hollow variants. So once you get to level 220, you've maxed out all the stuff. So I was like, I'm only going to be able to level up pretty much what I did last season. So let me buy out the 100 and then earn the other 120. And this way I can like fully max everything out because it's Marvel and I want all the skins. And so, yeah, I'm a sucker and I, I fell for it. But. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. I... How much did that battle pass cost? Basic battle pass is what, like five bucks, seven bucks, seven ninety nine, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think generally each tier is like a dollar fifty, but then like you get, you get the uh, the first few tiers are reduced, like the twenty five tiers at the beginning. So I don't know. It was a, a good chunk of money if you can do some of the math. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, <know>. yeah. <laughs> I looked just to like do it like halfway and i think it was somewhere in the 70 dollar range at that point um but that was just halfway so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> oh you have the marvel character well now you need the silver variant oh you think you've got them all but you don't have the gold oh you don't have the platinum i mean you don't have the nude come on we're just gonna keep doing different things it's true they, oops oh, yeah. every the, the amount of the amount of money i put into fortnite over the last few years i i'm a little scared to like ever <laughs> like admit that um I've, I've i'll put it this way i could have bought and bought a few consoles for for the amount of money i probably put into this game you know, the way the way i look at it is if you're having fun and you're enjoying yourself then honestly you get your money's worth as long as you feel you're getting your money's worth right. yep. you know. yeah there's definitely only one game at a time that i could do something like this like i don't think there's any other type of games as a service where i would be able to be putting in money and trying to do all that like it's really like there's only so much time in the day to focus on on these types of games yeah yeah that's for sure, for sure. um especially when you're building all these lego so uh we're gonna get into that really quick but i want to head to the chat room and uh jesus is talking a lot about mega man he's one and is it actually his birthday tomorrow or is he joking about Mega Man? I'm not sure. We'll say it's his birthday, but he's joking about Mega Man. <laughs> That's probably the opposite way. Um, but uh, hi to you guys in there. Also, Basement Dweller, kind of cool to see you guys there. Uh, Barry was talking about a game you recommended earlier and how he really enjoyed it. So, all right. Uh, also, Jakester says that see Barry, at least Fortnite, is testing, uh, treating the Avengers better than Square Enix. <laughs> Yeah, Jaxter's not a big fan of the uh, the new Avengers game at all. I know there's some there's some controversy around there. Yeah, I, I played the beta. I enjoyed it. I have my copy of the game coming tomorrow, so we'll see. Nice. We'll see nice. how it goes. I'm holding back for now. I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll see how things go. I should have done that with you know other games in the past where I I jumped on it too early and feel like I wasted my money. So and you're like, I can wait a couple weeks and see how other people think about it first. 
still can't look at the characters and not feel like I'm like a seven-year-old and I told my mom that I wanted Captain America to come to my birthday party. So she rings up some guy and he comes wearing a Captain America costume and he's not Captain America clearly. And he's like, hi, I'm Captain America. And I'm like, I can't take you seriously. <laughs> and that's how I feel. Like everyone looks like like the stunt doubles to the MCU or just like, like it, it just, it looks so off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting how they, like they say, like, you know, this is different. It's the game world versus the, you know, MCU and everything, but they're like close enough where it looks like they're just kind of Walmart versions of them almost. <laughs> yeah. Like you should have just went with a different direction altogether. <laughs> look at like what Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. I mean, the, yeah. those characters, there but they look nothing like the mcu they're they're completely different style they're cartoon style that's what they should have went with but instead they they tried to mimic it without using the actual lookalikes because they they have to have the licenses you know make their you know captain america look like chris evans so it makes (laughs) it look like like the chinese knockoff you know like yeah and they look great in fortnite yeah Yeah, exactly yeah they really did uh oh well well, uh, one of the things that uh, we wanted to really show off uh, tonight, uh, we brought Hassan on to, of course, talk. We love having him around. Uh, but we also wanted to uh, see all of his Lego collection uh, because he's the only one of us that actually went out and got the Lego uh, Mario sets and the Lego NES sets and everything. So, Hassan, show us your collection there uh, and, and give us kind of uh, your thoughts about uh, all the Lego stuff. Yeah, so basically I got the starter course. I had pre-ordered on the Lego website. So it came with the the Monty Mole expansion, I think, for free. Um, so that's the main thing that I've opened so far. And then I got the Lego NES. And so I'll show both of those things. But I actually have purchased every other Lego Super Mario set, uh, aside from the blind bags, because I can't seem to find them in stores anywhere. I might just order them online at some point. But let me uh, put my camera here and show you what I got. Um all right. So this is the uh, the Lego Mario starter course, basically. And so um, I, I've kind of just built my own little contraption of sorts with different pieces here. But honestly, the, the Lego Mario figure truly is the star of this whole thing, the way that it interacts. It's just so adorable um, because even down to, without even touching any of the Legos, like as he kind of just moves, like, I don't know how much you can hear. It makes like little walking sounds. And then when you make him jump. <laughs> so it just kind of recognizes that. And then even just the, the colors of the Lego block. So, for example, you put him on something green. The screen shows that he's on he's on grass. You put him on blue. It shows he's underwater, right? Like you put him on red. He's burning in the fire. <laughs> um, so it's like interactive with all those pieces there. You know, there's a Goomba. So you can have him stomp on the Goomba. Um, so there's like so many little cool fun things in terms of how he interacts and so the fun part is you can build your own course and basically that you start with the warp pipes you put them in there and the timer starts so you have 60 seconds and you can have them kind of walk through your own course you know get coins and stuff you know have them hop around stomp on the goomba right there's bowser jr over there you can flip over bowser jr and there's a thing on the back of his shell so you can like you know (laughs) stomp on him uh, you know, you can go over here. There's a super mushroom. Um, 
You can like do a couple different things and you make your way all the way over to the flag and you've completed the, the course basically. And so what it'll show you is like a number of coins that you got from, from playing through the course. Hmm. And so this will actually, if you've synced it to the app, you can like track your progress and see how many coins you got within the time limit uh, of 60 seconds, just kind of playing through and doing some fun stuff. So like the sets themselves are very easy to build, but you can mix and match. And it's just, I don't know, the novelty of like Mario making the sounds and kind of stomping through all the stuff. It's just like super fun in terms of what they've been able to do. And as you can see from all the boxes and all the stuff <laughs> they have, like it gets pretty complicated with wow. all the stuff between all the like power up packs, you know, you got like all sorts of other expansions. I got Bowser's Castle back there. Like I'm just excited to see like how that Mario interacts with all these courses eventually once it's all built. And so I actually have these two shelves on here, which will just be like a giant Mario course and it's just going to be awesome. So, nice. you know, even just have on display, I think that's going to be super, super fun. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I, I was in Best Buy the other day and I was like, they didn't have the starter pack and I was like, I want to, I want to just buy one of the other ones, but then the only way to get Mario is the starter pack. And so I was like, Oh yeah, maybe I, I won't. Uh, yeah, Barry, Greg, do you guys have any questions for, for Hussin? As uh, you know, he's got it in his hands and we're, we're yeah. still just staring at it with our mouths open. <laughs> I know, like, Is there a volume switch on the Mario or on any of the things? There is not. He just has so the Bluetooth to connect to the thing and then the, um, the you know, on-off button, basically. But I want to know, like, when you say you go into the warp pipe and it starts a 60-second timer... What's to stop you from literally just stomping off Bowser Jr.'s shell the entire time or, or just step, you know, hitting a coin block over and over and over again and then quickly hit the flagpole without going through, you know, an actual level? Nothing but, like, but then, like, that's just, it's boring, you know? It's like, you're just like, stop, 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 stop for 60 seconds. Like, like you know, I don't know. I guess you could post a picture on the leaderboard, or I don't know if you even know if there's leaderboards, but, like, and be like, oh, I got a million coins, but, like, <laughs> You know, I don't know. It's just kind of it, it's it's the novelty of it, really, right? Like, there's no uh, there's no achievement that you get for doing anything here. It's really just uh, um, uh, they really encourage you to like build your own levels, and then you can take pictures of these and post them in the app. I don't know if you can share those with other people, but uh, but it's a cool way to kind of like you know take take pictures of your own custom courses and, and how you've sort of constructed it. So um, yeah, I mean, at its core, it's it's a super simple lego build but um really i think the 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 fun that you'd get out of it is just like the novelty of how mario sort of interacts with the various courses yeah cool uh so jakesters want to know what the blind bags are for the blind bags have various other characters um i forget what they are but like just take a goomba as an example i don't think it has goomba in the blind bag but like other um characters that mario can like beat up basically you know maybe one or two other little pieces to connect them to the different uh um game worlds the one thing i will say that is a little annoying is like connecting a lot of the levels usually it's just like one little lego block and so like if you're trying to move stuff around it comes mm -hmm. undone really easily um there's no you know it's, it's just literally just one one block that creates a path i mean you could try and build your own but with the starter course you only get so much anyways like this is all the extra pieces that i had which is not much um, so, uh, it's a little flimsy, but I guess you're not really going to be moving it around too much. So, you know, yeah. 
that. But I guess if you had other Lego bricks, you could probably just reinforce some of them, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's standard standard Lego, you know, pieces. So, so yeah, you could definitely, you know, utilize utilize those as well. What do you mean? Yeah. If you have others, you've got to buy the Lego Mario, you know, world reinforcement. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Who doesn't have Lego sitting around? Super Mario Maker. <laughs> right. <laughs> Mario, right? <laughs> but what I will say. What is probably more up our alley is, of course, the uh, the Lego NES, mm. right? And so this is the uh, the true fun. This one took um, a good weekend to build, maybe ten plus hours um, altogether. Um, the NES, you know, a few hours, and then I think that the TV and stuff was a little bit more. There's two separate booklets actually, so you can decide which one you want to build first. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, as you can see, it's a pretty decent size, I mean, even just from, from my hand uh-huh. here. And so it looks pretty good. The NES, um, I don't have an actual, you know, NES to, to compare, but I mean, it looks pretty solid. Um, you can even, with a little controller, and I think the controller is supposed to be actual size. I don't know if the NES is or not, mm-hmm. um, but uh, it can sort of just plug right into the frontier, which is, which is pretty fun. Um, you can actually, it does come with a, a Lego cartridge. <laughs> and the fun part about this is you can open it up and sort of insert the, the cartridge in there. You forgot to blow on it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes. There's, there's the blowing that has to be done, of course. Um, but it, it just fits right in. Huh. And, uh, so that's, that's pretty fun. And they even have a little Easter egg where on the side of the NES, you actually take this out and it's like a recreation of like nice. a little Mario level. Um, so little things like that. Two. Um, yeah, it's one, two, <laughs> the end mm-hmm. of it. That's really right. cool. So that, that's pretty fun. Uh, and of course you have the, the TV itself, which just like the attention to detail is like super cool. You can like turn the little knob here and it <laughs> makes like a clicking sound. You have the antenna that you can like, <laughs> uh, you know, lift up and stuff the back, like the stickers and things that they have. Like it just truly looks like. Wow. Yeah, you know, an old school TV right here. Um, and uh, it was a really fun build, too, because you sort of build this like wraparound piece on the inside that you just stick in here. And so when you turn the crank on the side here, it'll make Mario <laughs> move on the level. Um, and it just looks really, really neat. But the, the awesome part is the Lego Mario actually interacts with this, right? So if I bring wow. in the Lego Mario, there's actually a little uh, barcode on the top here. And so that will let Mario know um, that you're using him with the NES. And then you move him like right in front of the barcode. And as you rotate it, nice. it actually makes the appropriate sounds for what he's doing on the TV. <laughs> and the cool. way that's accomplished is as the thing rotates on the top during certain segments, like where there's an enemy, there might be like a red marker and when there's like a, ah. a coin, there's like a green marker. So as it slides through, because you've scanned the barcode, he knows that he's like, you know, on top of the TV. So it knows when to play certain sounds based on what's, what's on the TV. Right. So it's actually pretty smart. So like, as you're doing this, you're, you know, that's really cool. And it just, it just blows me away to see like, you know, that type of connectivity with, with what they're able to, to do with that. It's, it's super fun. Um, so yeah, this is definitely one of the coolest Lego sets that I've, that I've built just from the look and, and the design and what they were able to, to do with the little Mario figure. Yeah. 
That's so cool. I love that they, they, they interact because I was wondering, I was like, if one thing it's missing is music. Well, you hook the uh, the Lego Mario up to it. There you got your music and your sound effects. So that's awesome. Yeah. That, that was really cool. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> almost making me want to go out and try to find one. <laughs> right? I know, right? So I think this is exclusive to Lego, like the Lego store or lego.com, the NES set. The Mario stuff, of course, is available like at any of the retailers, but um, but the NES is definitely going to be more of a uh, um, collector's type item. So mm-hmm. if you're interested, definitely try and get one soon. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, do you guys have any any questions about the either of those before we kind of wrap up and get get Hudson's final thoughts on this? I'm, I'm good. I don't, I don't have any questions. It just looks awesome. Yeah, I know that's. I'd love to have something like that just on display, but I don't I know. know if it's like worth the money for a display piece. I know. I think a lot of people are kind of agree with us. We've talked about this in the past about how, like, you know, all of us would we like the display pieces more. The the Lego Mario seems like it's generally built, you know, made for for a younger audience and everything. Um, but the the NES thing is so cool and like for that display piece and everything. So, Hassan, what what are your thoughts? Like, would you would you recommend these sets or uh, or or do you have any you know any further thoughts as we wrap up your your little review of the of these Lego sets? Yeah, I think I think the NES um, for sure. I think uh, you know if there's ever one like I, I haven't really bought many big Lego sets before because I know they can get pricey and uh, I think if if there is one to buy, I think this is one of the ones I would definitely recommend just because uh, I don't know, just looking at it honestly still blows my mind that they turn this little interactive TV is made out of Legos and so it's it's just a cool thing to have on display and and a fun collector's item. I think the Mario sets are really just going to come down to um, you know, like you said, if, if, if you're into the novelty of, of Mario interacting with, with different game pieces, um, the Mario set, you know, the starter course is not too, I forget the price exactly, but you could always just buy the starter course just for the Mario. Um, who knows what they'll end up using it for in the future. I'm sure Lego and Nintendo will continue to release, you know, more items I would imagine. So, um, that part is certainly worth it. I guess, uh, I'll let you all know how, uh, the rest of this build goes and maybe we can do like an updated uh, final giant Mario level with Bowser's castle and everything just to see what it would look like on display to see if, if all of that is worth it in the end. <laughs> um, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so, cool. We'll see about that. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm still holding out. I think all of us are, or for the, uh, you know, Peach's castle, Zelda's, uh, Zelda's castle, things like that would be awesome just to have those gigantic pieces, just to be huge builds that would probably take me, you know, a lot more than a weekend to, to build, but it, it'd totally be worth it for sure. And yeah. that could be the centerpiece of, of Barry's you know, museum that he's building there. <laughs> no room. There you go. <laughs> no time and no room. What is going on, Barry? <laughs> You're letting the people down. <laughs> I, no, Hassan's picking up my flag. That's man. true. That's true. <laughs> Well, thanks. Thanks, Hassan, for showing us uh, all your sets and everything. And uh, yeah, it looks so cool. And yeah, I, I, I'm still on the fence about the the NES. Set. It looks awesome. Um, I'm just at that point where I'm like, do I want to spend the money on that or not? Like, that's it's really the kind of the point where I'm at right now. It would really be cool to have um, for sure. But We'll see if I if I come into some extra cash, maybe I'll throw it that way. I don't know. Do you guys, either Barry or Greg, do you guys have any intentions to to get any of the sets at, at this point? No, 
No. I don't think so, unfortunately, but it certainly looks a lot more tempting after seeing it in action. <laughs> right. <laughs> the display of the NES, I would get that, but I just don't have room. And I know if I bought it, it's just going to sit there and it's going to annoy me that it's still sitting in the box. And there's no reason to, to do that. If yeah. it goes up to like $2 million, then I miss out on $2 million. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Well, like, you do have a taker for that red Mega Man, and that would make some space. <laughs> that's true. Really. <laughs> that is true. All uh, right. Well, let's let's move into some news. Uh, and uh, yeah, we did have uh, another Nintendo Direct Mini um, that uh, may or may not have sparked some controversy uh, around this one, as they usually do. But this one had a, a little bit uh, different of uh, things going on. So yeah, morning of August 26th, though, uh, just a few days ago, uh, we woke up to a partner showcase direct mini um, completely out of nowhere. And uh, it was just under 12 minutes long, I believe. And they showed 12 games. So we got uh, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. It's going to be launching on November 13th. Fuser is coming sometime this fall. Uh, and I'm totally going to butcher this. It, it may, do you guys know how to pronounce this so that I just don't mess it up? Taiko, it's Taiko no Tezujin, I believe. That game, uh, Rhythmic Adventure Pack is coming out this winter. Uh, World of Tanks Blitz uh, launched that day, so that's out right now. It's a free to play uh, game. Uh, I've downloaded it. Haven't played it yet, but I've downloaded it. Uh, Big Rumble Boxing Creed Champions comes out uh, next spring. Collection of Saga series, Fantasy uh, Final Fantasy Legend, uh, comes out on December 15th, which is my aunt's birthday, actually. Uh, Just Dance 2021 comes out on November 12th. Puyo Puyo Tetris 2 is out uh, the day before my birthday on December 8th. Um, hint, hint, uh, me and uh, Jesus, you can get us birthday gifts in December. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons uh, Creeping Winter DLC comes out in September. Jump Force Deluxe Edition comes out, uh, actually has come out already on August 28th. And Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition also came out on the 27th of August. And uh, that's that's pretty much it. So, uh, yeah, what do you guys think about this Direct? Uh, we know what the internet thinks already, but uh, Barry, what, what do you think about this one? You skipped one. Uh, did I really? Yeah, you, kept, you skipped Captain Tsubasa. Oh, I totally did. That was another one I can't <laughs> pronounce. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did jump. I jumped right over Captain Tsubasa. Come, uh, came out uh, August twenty eighth as well. So yeah, that which is such an interesting. I I think it's like for me that enjoys soccer like so much. I've never gotten into the, like the RPG soccer stuff, um, but it's so interesting. They they keep coming out. So people are huge fans of these uh, games, but I've never gotten into them. But I yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, um, but yeah, Barry, what do you think about uh, this this Nintendo Direct Mini? I put that in um, quotes. Better than the last one. Way mm. better. Um, I, I, there was actually some surprises in there, some things I didn't expect. Um, I'm happy about a lot of it. Uh, no, I, I'm really looking forward to the Kingdom Hearts. I love rhythm games, and uh, the Taiko RPG collection sounds cool if it comes physically. Uh, I'm a huge Square fan, so the Final Fantasy Legend collection. Uh, really awesome because I, I grew up with those games, the, the first three Saga games, and uh, really disappointed to find out it's not physical as of now. So I'll be passing, mm. but 
hoping that it does come physical. Um, Puyo Puyo Tetris 2, uh, another surprise. I never played the first one. I wanted to because I love both those games. Now I'm holding off. going to try this one instead. Uh, Jump Force and Captain Tsubasa I do have since they came out already, but I just haven't played them yet. And I really want Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles physical, but I also want them to fix the problems with it first because there's a lot of problems with multiplayer in that game, and it's such a multiplayer-focused game. They really dropped the ball. Hmm. Uh, a couple of like the Creed game, the Rocky game, that looks like a lot of fun. I'll definitely, mm-hmm. you know, that fuser doesn't do anything for me. But overall, I thought it was a, a very decent direct. Interesting how the last partner direct, they dropped like 10 hours before, like they dropped the announcement 10 hours before it came out. And this was just a shadow drop. I got the notification on my phone. I thought mm-hmm. it was an announcement 28 because of all the rumors. And I'm like, oh, wait. No, oh, my God. It's available now. Like, what the heck? That's, I think that's the first time I've ever shadow dropped a Nintendo Direct. And it was gutsy. And I was shocked that they did that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, I was happy. I, I still want to know what first party is going, you know, with what they're doing. Uh, I saw a lot of negativity. And, I, again, people are never going to be happy. Um, I think, especially with how starved we are, we're, we're, what, a couple days away from a full year since the last full-fledged Direct. Um, but, I mean, it's better than nothing. And, and I'm happy with a lot of those announcements. And I'm happy the Switch is still getting some quality titles. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think uh, we talked about uh, this, I think, maybe on two podcasts ago or three podcasts ago when we talked about the, the last direct mini and, uh, and saying that they're just getting smaller and smaller with their announcement windows. And then uh, eventually it went away altogether. Um, no announcement at all. It just, here's the video. So, um, and a lot of people are saying in the chat, yeah, that we think, you know, should they actually even call them? Nintendo Directs at all? Should they just be partner showcases? It kind of lowers the bar maybe a little bit. I think they they try to do that by calling it a mini, um, but people are still kind of had this 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 bar of expectation for a Nintendo Direct. And uh, while they're cool, it's just maybe not at that level of expectation. But again, we've talked about expectation levels before. We should all just lower them, and we'll be a lot happier. Remember that. Um, <laughs> Greg, what did you think about this one? Yeah. Much of this wasn't really targeted for like to hit my kind of interests in general. So to me, it wasn't obviously very good. I obviously I thought the last one was a little bit better with the, the Nindy Showcase, but I'm still happy to see that there's. I know there's people out there that are excited for these games. Like Barry said, he loves rhythm games. It's very exciting that he'll get a few more rhythm games coming up while he waits for Canes of Hyrule that uh, next pack. So that's awesome. So in general, I. As I said, I didn't was didn't feel like any of these games were targeting or really interesting me specifically. I mean, the only possible one would be the um, collection pack for the Game Boy uh, Final Fantasy games, but I'd never had played those on Game Boy, and that would just be more of a shot in the dark. I mean, I do like the classic Final Fantasy style games, but I never really got into Crystal Chronicles or the other more like 3D ones, like the ones after six. So that was pretty much. My main exposure to Final Fantasy was just the classic. Nice, nice. The other ones are, they're different. They're different kind of games for sure. Um, I think, I, I love the fact that the Saga series is on there, but I probably won't buy it. But I, I think it's a cool collection for sure. Um, 
Yeah. And uh, Dave saying that the Taiko no Tatsujin. Oh, man, I butchered it. I, I had it in my head and I still butchered it. But anyway, uh, is interesting. Didn't they, they released a drum in only in Japan right now. Yeah. It's not, not coming out to America. Uh, it's, I think they announced an American release. I actually oh, okay. I imported it um, from Japan like months ago when the, because I got the, um, the Taiko no Tatsujin, the Japanese game. Uh, Say so it I so easily. Um, so I got, I got the drum as well with that and it's pretty cool, but I think these ones are taking that, but adding like an RPG spin to them, um, which makes me less interested personally, but, um, but the series itself is, is a, a pretty fun, pretty fun rhythm game. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Hassan, what'd you, what'd you think about the, the entire direct? Um, I, nothing real. like it wasn't really that, that great for me personally. I think, um, I, I'd like to put for the record, 11 minutes before the announcement, I said, I'm thinking we'll get a Nintendo park partner showcase this week. And then an actual <laughs> Nintendo direct with a Mario announcements and other first party stuff next month. And then 11 minutes later, partner <laughs> showcase dropped. Uh, so I'm putting out into the world this <laughs> Thursday. I'm putting this Thursday as a, as a, uh, Nintendo direct. So we'll Let's see, we'll so. see what happens. Now you know, um, it's but- this Thursday, a Nintendo Direct happens. We got to come back next episode to talk about that. That's <laughs> true. It's true for sure. Um, but no, I think overall, I mean, there wasn't really much. I think um, you know, looking at the list, I, I like rhythm games, and so you know, Fuser definitely is something that I'm very interested in, uh, especially because it reminds me a lot of Drop Mix, um, that little, you know, not a board game, but that little you know attachment thing that you know mm-hmm. you could connect to a mobile device and put the physical cards and stuff. So I, I have that and it's pretty fun. Um, so I'm excited about Fuser. Um, I just wish we'd get more of a specific release date as well to try and figure out yeah. know, when it's, when it's coming out. Um, so that's really honestly with, with now, now we're getting into the time period of like with these game announcements of like, I'm trying to figure out what I'm even going to get or not. Cause we're expecting a, a baby later this year. I'm like, I'm not going to have that much time <laughs> for stuff. So it's like, you know, I, you know, trying to figure out what, what I want to get, but Fuser is definitely on my list to pick up at some point. Nice. Nice. Uh, speaking of Fuser, uh, this was totally not planned. Um, but I got a package earlier today. Um, did not see this coming at all, but, uh, harmonics, uh, and NC, what is it? Also they're published or whatever. NC soft. Um, sent me a package. I thought it had the game in it. I was like, well, this is exciting and totally unexpected. Um, no, it, it didn't. Um, I'm going to let you down. Um, cause I was let down earlier. I got a uh, postcard, um, that kind of just tells a little bit about the game. Still no, uh, release date. Um, but you know, it, it's a postcard, I guess. Um, and then it came with a book, which is a notebook. Um, I guess so I can write down my best mixes in there <laughs> not really sure about that it also kind of got stuck on the side and like i it kind of fell apart as i was taking it out of the box um so that was great uh and then a a pin that I'll, I'll show you right now it's kind of stuck in the box um this pin uh it says fuser on it it, it probably weighs two pounds <laughs> what's made out it's like solid metal it's ridiculously heavy uh way too heavy for what it needs to be. And I got a face mask that says Fuser on it because, you know, socially distant and all that stuff. It's actually a really nice face mask. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, that's, that's what I got. <laughs> no game, 
So that was kind of totally unexpected. Um, right. Didn't think I was going to get anything from Harmonix and, and Seasoft and everything. But uh, yeah, they sent me a little package to promote the game, but still no game and still no, uh, you know, release date or anything. So that's And what that's they user. showed in the, in the Direct Mini, the, the multiplayer mode, like it was like 10 seconds of footage and I couldn't even tell that there was multiplayer even happening. I was like, what are they showing? It's, and they're like, and that's a look at our multiplayer mode. I'm like, yeah. what? What was that? I th it's almost like turn-based as well. So it was like, cool, yeah. I guess. But you just start, the other person goes and like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I I mean, it's interesting for sure. Um, but like all the rest of the the kind of DJ games I've never really gotten into. Um, I think they're cool. I think it's great that games like that exist. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know if I'll actually be getting it. Um, the one game that that I thought was cool to, to see is World of Tanks um, Blitz. Um, I think it's it's got a huge following. Um, I've always been interested in it, but uh, but it's never been on Nintendo platform before. So that's kind of cool that that we've gotten that. I've downloaded it. Like I said, it's free to play. So like, why not try it out? Um, I haven't done it yet, but I, I have downloaded it and got it ready. Um, and yeah, the rest of them is just kind of like eh. So I'm I'm with you guys like. I wasn't I wasn't too too impressed. It wasn't a bad direct mini, but I also wasn't overly impressed uh, with with what they showed off. Um, Puyo Puyo Tetris Tetris Two like almost kind of just seems like an enhanced version of it. It was like we're bringing everything that was in one and then just adding all these extra features, which is awesome. But it's just interesting that they decided to uh, call it two instead of plus or something. Um, but maybe they didn't let Nintendo name it, you know, because they would just call it new Puyo Puyo Tetris. <laughs> that is new to justify a whole, you know, sequel. I mean, some people said like, oh, Splatoon 2 isn't really split, you know, a sequel or a new Super Mario or, you know, Mario Maker 2, you know, but there is, there's enough content there to justify the sequel. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. And I think it's interesting, like, like you said, like just jump to two. There's no reason to get one anymore unless maybe it's cheaper, but... But yeah, just go ahead and get two. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think um, there's really nothing else that I, like really, really excites me. Like I said, I, I love that the Saga series is coming on there. I probably won't buy that again. Honestly, if I want to play that game, I'm just going to boot it up on my Game Boy again and just play it on my original Game Boy. Um, it's, it's easy enough to just find four AA batteries somewhere and, and throw it in there again and just play it on the original system. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I, it is interesting. I'm hoping I'm hoping what you said is true, Hassan. I hope that we get a full direct um, as early as Thursday, but uh, we'll we'll see, <laughs> see for sure. Um, yeah, let's see. The chat looks like uh, Jakesters uh, want me to rock the Fuser mask in the modern day, Steve. Nice. Um, yeah, Basement Dweller also says Pew Pew Tetris looks like uh, feels like DLC. Um, there is going to be a new story mode. Um, Dave brings up in Pew 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 Tetris uh, two, which is which is really cool um, that they didn't just add some extra you know side modes like the to add a full on story mode is kind of is pretty cool. So. Uh, all right. Well, that was the direct mini, uh, and we also had a little event uh, called uh, Gamescom. I don't know if you, any of you guys are familiar with this this little, you know, tiny little event called Gamescom. Uh, but um, there, there's a few Nintendo fuse or Nintendo fuse. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I, like 
I was on the press list, but I, I wasn't actually present. It was all digital this year, so I actually got to go to Gamescom for the first time ever. So I get to go to uh, Play NYC and Gamescom this year, uh, which is really exciting. Um, but uh, yeah, so... <laughs> Nintendo games were shown off there. Uh, Nintendo Life has a big rundown. I'm just going to run through these just like the Nintendo Direct, and then we'll kind of chat about them just a little bit. Uh, Jurassic Park, or sorry, Jurassic World Evolution uh, Complete Editions coming out on November 3rd. WWE 2K Battlegrounds September 18th. Uh, Blood, sorry, Blood Bowl 3. It's coming out Q1 of 2021. Uh, Warhammer, Age of Sigmar, Stormground, sometime in 2021. Uh, and then Lego Star Wars. I know Jakester's really excited about this one. The Skywalker Saga is in spring 2021, which I believe has been delayed, uh, unfortunately. Uh, Little Nightmares 2 is on February 11th. Uh, Doom Eternal, The Ancient Gods Part 1 DLC is to be announced um, because we don't even have Doom Eternal yet. Um, <laughs> Lonely Mountains, uh, Downhill, Ed Elgefall, I... Psh who knows how that you pronounce that, uh, but that DLC is coming soon. Uh, Wonder Boy has a new game. Uh, Dave wrote an article about this one. You can check it all out uh, about Asha in Monster World. Comes out Q1 2021. The Outer Worlds, Peril in Gorgon DLC is uh, coming out at some point in the future. TBA, TBA for that. Uh, Space Crew is coming out on October 15th of this year. Minecraft Dungeons, the Creeping Winter DLC we was also shown off there. That's coming on September 8th. Hotshot Racing is coming a couple days later, September 10th. Uh, Spellbreak is coming out on September uh, 3rd. And Grindstone is coming out this fall. Uh, Bridge Constructor, The Walking Deads. We talked about Bridge Constructor. Actually, it was earlier in the chat room. Uh, those guys were talking about Bridge Constructor. There's going to be a Walking Dead version coming sometime in 2021. Uh, Demon Turf is coming out... Uh, at some point in Q4 of 2020 uh, or Q1 of 2021, uh, Spinch uh, is coming out in just a few days on or a couple days on September 3rd. And uh, that was pretty much it for, for Gamescom this year. So quite a bit of games that was actually shown off for Nintendo Switch. Um, but uh, yeah, what do you guys think about these? Any of them really excite you? Were, were any of them, yeah, you're really cool to, it was really cool to see more of them. Uh, Greg, let's go to you first. Well, I didn't really follow um, Gamescom to begin with because I kind of totally forgot about it. But I was trying to briefly go through the trailers, and pretty much right now it, I'm just kind of standing at like a Wonder Boy does look kind of interesting. I do like those kind of platform games where you kind of like the action platformers and just destroy enemies, find stuff, and kind of explore around. So overall, that seems like the my main takeaway from this is I'm still trying to go through some of the trailers, but I mean, I'm not really into too many like racing games or like Minecraft like games. So those are usually definitely passes for me. So I'm still trying to get kind of caught up on some of the trailers. So that's pretty much all I have right at this point, but I'll hopefully try to chime in on when you guys are probably mention one that I'll probably like. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, there, there is a lot, and I was actually surprised that we saw so much uh, Nintendo content there. 
Um, just going to the, the chat real quick. Uh, Basement Dweller says that Little Nightmares 2 looks really good. Um, Jakester is chiming in and saying he was super bummed about Lego Star Wars uh, being delayed, but how awesome that trailer was. And I'm fine as it looks like an amazing game. And we've kind of talked about that before. Sometimes, you know, delays are unfortunate, but sometimes, you know what, it's, if it's going to make a better game in the end, then, then okay, we can wait a few months uh, for that. Um, but uh, yeah, Hassan, what what'd you think about uh, some of these games that were shown off at Gamescom this year? Uh, nothing that really stood out to me specifically from, from the list. I think the, the only one that was more just a, kind of, it was just such a random announcement was the bridge constructor, The Walking Dead. Uh, the trailer was kind of interesting. And, uh, um, I mean, yeah, I don't know, just for that alone, like I, I love the, the Walking Dead series. And so um, just that concept of it just seemed kind of interesting. So I might, you know, kind of look into it a bit more and, and get some information on that. But otherwise, uh, uh, nothing else like really stuck out to me too much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Barry, what'd you think about this? Uh, way more games than I was expecting from Gamescom, which is nice to see the Switch get some love. For me, uh, Demon's Turf uh, just looks like the highlight. I, I really like what uh, they did with Slimeson and uh, you know, for Braz, and uh, I'm just really excited to see how this comes out. Uh, Lego Star Wars is one of those that I was already planning on getting. I did enjoy the the first game and i never did play the second or third um but this one looks totally different than those and i think the reason i stopped playing those is they were they felt very formulaic it was mission based and this this seems more open world and that excites me especially considering it's not just like you know a movie or three movies it's it's all nine movies and and i don't know if it's going to have any like clone wars added in or rebels added in and stuff but it it looks really good, and that trailer, like Jakester mentioned, is really awesome. And the music that they used with that trailer, that sold it. Like just hearing that rendition of the Star Wars theme, I'm like, yep, yep, I'm gonna try and play this because this looks really good. Yeah. Um, the rest of the stuff, you know, it didn't immediately jump out at me, but when I see it again, you know, maybe I'll, I'll get more, you know, interested in it. Like Bridge Constructor, I, I like Bridge Constructor, and obviously we played uh, Bridge Constructor Portal uh, for a game chat, and that was one of those that it's a lot of fun. But I'm not a fan of Walking Dead. I don't watch Walking Dead, so you know I'm not sure how <laughs> how into that one I would be when I could just play Bridge Constructor <laughs> Portal whenever I. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm with you on that one. And Bridge Constructor is a it's a great game. But yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Walking Dead, so I'm not going to you know jump into that themed one. But it's cool for people that are. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm also with you. Like the the Lego Star Wars seems interesting because it because I thought it was just going to be a collection of, of all all of them. And it seems to be more than that. So um, which is which has made me more interested because in the beginning I was like, oh, look, another collection of the Lego Star Wars games. Cool. I mean they're great games. They're fantastic. And I love them. Um, but I played them already. Um, and so to, to see that there's more to it is really awesome. Um, Jurassic world evolution, uh, is just interesting. I like the, I like Jurassic park, Jurassic world stuff. So that's just a, it's a cool thing that I don't know if I'll get it or not, but it, def, it was kind of interesting to, to see, um, what that's all about. And then, um, probably a game that I never, uh, Oh, 
before I get into that, uh, Wonder Boy, of course, um, Dave's talked about this as well. Um, that's those are always great games, and so I'm, I'm still on the fence. I'm not sure if I'll get it or not, but it was, it was cool to see um, the game, especially built around uh, Asha as well. Um, but then games that I've never gotten into is The Outer Worlds. Um, but it seemed that it, uh, the more I see of it, the more I go, hmm, maybe this one will be the one that gets me into it. And uh, so I don't know. There, there's some there's some definite maybes on my list uh, from from the game Gamescom announcements this year. Nothing overwhelming. Like I can't wait to get it. But but a lot of games that go make me go, hmm, maybe. So. Um, Jaxer says, because eight and nine never got games. That is true. Um, so that is, uh, yeah, eight and nine never got those, uh, maybe because of the backlash or just because they held out for, uh, you know, the complete saga, uh, for sure. Um, but, uh, Jaxer doesn't know anything about Wonder Boy. Oh, there's your homework there, Jaxer. Go learn about Wonder Boy. Um, fantastic games. Uh, so let's move on, uh, because, uh, wasn't just uh, Gamescom. We also have some cool announcements that um, the Nintendo, maybe some of you guys kind of forgot this, but uh, a few years ago, Nintendo actually pulled out of Brazil. Um, five years ago, as, as a matter of fact, they pulled out of Brazil due to the country's high tariffs. And uh, so you, if you lived in Brazil, either you had to import something or you went without owning uh, any sort of new Nintendo system. But uh, yeah, on August 19th, uh, Nintendo announced via Twitter that they are coming back to Brazil. And so um, they're, they're ramping up all of the, uh, the production and everything as much as they can to make sure that there's enough systems uh, for all the uh, new fans that they're going to get there in Brazil. So, you know, we've talked numbers before. Um, Brazil might be the, 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 uh, the, the market that's going to help, uh, help Nintendo just like, you know, take that next uh, plateau uh, or that next uh, mark in terms of the Switch sales numbers. Um, but yeah, just quickly, uh, not a whole lot to talk about here, but, but I just wanted to kind of get your guys' um, opinions and thoughts about uh, Nintendo being back in Brazil. Hassan, what do you think about all this? Um, I think that's, you know, it's great to see for those, you know, in Brazil that they, they can finally get the direct access back from Nintendo. I think, um, I mean, we've already seen, you know, switch numbers and switch sales just, you know, continue to be great across across the globe. So, you know, the more that they're able to ramp up production um, in other countries, I mean, that's only going to help sales, which is only going to, you know, help further software sales, which hopefully is just going to keep support coming. So, you know, it's, I think it's it's only a, a good thing. For sure. Sure. Barry, what do you think about all this? Anytime that more people can play video games, it's a good thing. And, uh, you know, Brazil is a rich country and they've got a lot of great culture there and they've got a lot of great gaming culture there. And uh, there's a lot of stuff that they produced uh, in in Brazil that we never got here, uh, especially with Tectoy and, and the Master System and stuff. Uh, that's just fascinating to see. Uh, what they were able to do because there is a market for video games in Brazil. And I'm happy that the Switch is going to head there. I'm happy that those gamers, because I'm sure some people imported, you know, you see like Breath of the Wild, Game of the Year, like I want to play this, of course. But now they won't have to do that. Now more people can enjoy these great games. Um, 
I think I think you're right. It's going to severely help that plateau, especially initially, you know, during that, that first rush that, oh, my God, it's out. I just hope that they do that and get it out before the PS5 and the Xbox X comes out, because if those wind up, you know, arriving in Brazil, that's obviously going to steal some thunder. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh Actually, it's interesting to note, like people are maybe wondering, you know, like, okay, how how high were those tariffs? That's a, that's a like to not enter that entire market. Well, a Wii U uh, cost uh, Americans what, what was the price? Uh, two forty nine? Am I remember right? Two ninety nine or two forty nine, depending on which which model you bought. I think, um, uh, or maybe it was three twenty nine, two two seventy nine. Ah, some in that somewhere in that range. Um, it cost uh, eight hundred U.S. dollars in Brazil. Uh, so that's why they pulled out of that market. <laughs> so that's a gigantic markup. Um, but that's no longer going to be the case. Greg, what do you think about all this? Just as kind of echoing with uh, both, both uh, Huston and uh, Barry had said, it's just great that they get the option to play, like be able to buy Nintendo stuff there again. So it's always great to have more people playing Switch and more opportunities for more sales and more people enjoying some great games that are already out there. So positives all around pretty much. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Just imagine if you're you're in Brazil and then all of a sudden you get the switch like this year and you get all those the you know, the four years is it now of uh or three and a half years of of the whole library of games. <laughs> like that's a lot of games all of a sudden, like talk about no time Barry, like, man, just imagine being Brazil Barry and having all those games at once. Like, <laughs> there's no way. Console generations, even in America, you know, they'll, they'll buy like the PS4 when the PS5 comes out yep. and look at the library of games. You know, when the switch two is coming out, they'll buy a switch, look at the games and they can get a lot of them on the sheet. Yep. That's true. That's true. Speaking of switch two, um, there's some rumors. Go figure. Stop me if you've heard this before. Um, there's rumors that a Switch Pro is coming out. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, this has happened so many times. I, I feel like it's the boy who cried wolf. But apparently, again, so a lot of places are jumping on this. Bloomberg has an article. I mean, last time they, they made this huge deal, there was a new Switch. It was the Switch Mini or uh, Switch Lite, um, but <laughs> what we thought was a Switch Mini. Um, but uh, but yeah, apparently uh, a beefed up version of the Switch, a newer model is supposed to be coming out next year. Um, people say early next year, but in the middle of all this pandemic, of all this stuff of, of Switches being hard to find, like... Do we actually think that these rumors could be true this time and there would be a a new Switch or a Switch Pro or a Switch 2 or the next version of Switch that just have be has better battery life and better power similar to the last one? Like, is that actually going to happen? Barry, what do you think? <laughs> There's really no way to, to even begin. When we've had these discussions before. It's, do I think it's smart? Yes. Do, is this Nintendo we're talking about? Yes. Does that mean anything? Yes. I mean, it, 
look how many years you know people, especially like Michael Pachter, was like, "This is the year that the WHD. We need the WHD. It's it's insane that there's no WHD." And you know what? There never was a WHD. I mean, there was a Wii U, but there was never a WHD. And like that was like that's a no-brainer. Why? Why don't we have an HD version of the Wii? And it does seem like a no-brainer to have a more powerful Switch. Whether it's a Switch 2 and a full-on, you know, sequel, you know, next generation, or it's a Switch Pro, uh, remains to be seen. But if they do not do an upgrade, it's only going to hurt them in the long run as more and more third parties develop for the PS5 and the Xbox X. And they say, well, you know what? It's going to be too costly for us to downgrade or develop a special version just for the Switch. There's no supplemental consoles that they could also bring it to. The Wii had the PSP and the PS2. That helped them. The Wii U, early on, it had the 360 and the PS3. That helped them. The Switch has had the the, the PS4 and the Xbox One, which has helped them. Those are all going to dry up. So do they? should they? Yes. Is it the smart thing to do? Absolutely. Is it Nintendo? We have no idea what they're going to do. Also correct. <laughs> yep. Yep. Greg, you got any soothsaying in you tonight? Right, what's Nintendo going to do? <laughs> well, I kind of, um, I had listened to like the rich review tech and I'm kind of more on board with some of the points that he had made. And that was kind of that. It's probably not the wisest decision. You have all these people coming into switch brand new. They got a library of games to check out like obviously even like brazil's case and then you're going to introduce a platform like a newer version of it that might have a few exclusive versions like the new nintendo 3ds and then that could kind of anger the people that just had gotten the normal switch and then you can end up kind of getting like hurt on some of the sales on those i mean i don't know how well the new 3ds did compared to like the normal 3ds xl and I know there was a very few exclusives for that one, but um, I don't know. It's, I almost see it better as more of like a modest upgrade where it would still support the full Switch things and you have an option to upgrade for slightly better performance and everything. That would be great. Um, obviously, a Switch 2 a, a successor would be excellent as well. I mean, they're always known for having like successor consoles, so that would be a welcome addition as well. I mean, who knows what the new Sony uh, PS5 and the Xbox uh, Series X. I mean, so, I don't know. It could be up in the air. I mean, it would be nice. I mean, I would probably buy the additional upgraded version, but I don't know how many other people would be same on board with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My throat kind of lied to you. Okay. You know, we're looking at this as in this is going to be an upgraded Switch. Or it's going to be, you know, Switch 2 or, or maybe a minor upgrade, whatever. What if Nintendo decides they want back into the home console and the handheld realm and this new Switch is a docked only, it's a console version that is way more powerful, can't be taken portably, but plays all Switch games? <laughs> Like part of me says no, but then I'm like, oh, it is Nintendo after all. Hudson, what do you think about this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know about that scenario. Nintendo really could do anything, so who knows? But like the advantages of that are like 
there's more disadvantages to advantages to it in terms of if you want to have a home console, you want to like beef it up with more power. And if you can't, if there's no other games that are going to take super advantage of that or have exclusives and all that, then it's just not, there's just not as much of a, a point. Again, it's Nintendo. So who knows? They, they, they could easily do that. Um, I, I, I kind of, you know, agree with Greg that this could just be more of like a modest upgrade. Maybe this is, Nintendo saving money on certain parts and, you know, things are more cost effective now. And so cutting back on, on certain things, but then also, you know, slightly boosting the power to like upscale some games docked to 4k or something, but like, you know, like little, little things that like can, can, you know, help a little bit, but nothing major, no, no switch to not, not even, I wouldn't even call it a switch pro, but even maybe like a switch plus, like, you know, just like a little, that sounds like it. That sounds about right. Yeah. Right. Like a new switch plus. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, so I don't know. I, I think, you know, I could, I could see that as far as like 2021, I mean, we've talked about it before. It made sense before it makes sense in 2021. It makes sense no matter you know at, at whatever point so when it comes who knows uh, like i could see a scenario where uh the breath of the wild sequel and the switch plus or whatever you know release at the same time in the spring you know or i could see a scenario where th- that doesn't happen at all you know like it, it really is kind of open i think but um i'd buy it of course so you know <laughs> yeah yeah i think i mean I think it makes a lot of sense. Like, I think we talked about this possibly in the last episode, and I really like the idea of the next console, the next version, the next whatever it is, like still keeping the the Switch like idea that you can take it on the go, but but a beefed up dock really makes a lot of sense that you put it in there and it enhances the games up to 4k um and you know maybe gives more more uh you know frames per second stuff like that that will really enhance those games um and maybe you know it is almost a little bit more home console first but you can also take it on the go um but then and they can actually you know you could spend a little more money on that because for the ones that don't want all that you have the switch light and that's going to live on as the handheld, that cheap version that you can still enjoy pretty much all those that, that same game library. But uh, but yeah, like take it on the go all the time and spend a lot less money on, on getting a, a console. Now, wh- will they do that? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> but but I've been I've been thinking about that idea since the last time we talked about it. And I really like I really like the concept there. Um, and I and it would definitely get me like I'm not. I'm not going to go out and buy something that just makes it slightly better. But if you give me something that's really going to enhance that, that home experience, at least I'm like, yeah, I may, I may jump on that. Um, and, uh, and, and I do that possibly even before they make the next full on switch upgrade, um, thing to whatever it ends up being to, or maybe they come up with a completely different name altogether. Um, but yeah. That's that's where I am with it. Um, and it seems like a lot of people like in the, in the chat are agreeing with with us uh, kind of around around these thoughts as well. Um, yeah. Any any further thoughts before we move on to our last couple of stories? Yeah, I would actually definitely I think we would love the upgraded version because our version of An- Animal Crossing is just like lagging to hell. Like really like we're just like walking like trying to run on the island and like all these frames are just dropping and it's like 
what's I don't even know what's the heck is going on. Interesting. I don't know if there's like some sort of like item limit if you have too much stuff down on the island and stuff like that. But that would definitely be a welcome change because I'm surprised to see that game not running as nicely as Breath of the Wild, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did notice when I had uh, that that one time when I was waiting for um, certain characters to come and I had a ton of fish and uh, bugs out of my front lawn. Uh, yeah, I definitely got frame rate drop on that and <laughs> run by it and it was all of a sudden start chug along uh, and everything. Um, I think the interesting question, the thought that just came to my mind too, and I forgot to share it earlier, was I don't know about the timing. I just, they're struggling to keep up production right now because of COVID and everything else. They're going to have to make a lot of extras to go to Brazil. Like, could they, do we actually, do they have the capacity to actually make a Switch enhanced version pro whatever that quick? Like, I feel like 20, early 2021 is a quick turnaround for something like that. Um, I mean, it could happen, but I just, I don't know. Either. We're assuming like, oh, right now this could be, Two, your past two years they could be working on it well they could be developed i'm sure they have been developing it but to, to actually put it into production when when a lot of factories have been closed down and all that stuff i mean i don't know i mean the switch has been out for three and a half years and we're still having trouble finding one because of you know production levels so i don't know if they could actually would they put even that that much emphasis on trying to get this next one out right now like when they can't even keep the the store shelves stocked with existing switches maybe they're only going to release one put it in the middle of a department store and like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> real life smash brothers to to the victory yeah we barry's I mean, favorite switch... only arrived to the nintendo store in new york and right. the first person in oh, line God. gets it oh boy well the switch hasn't had a price drop right i'm trying to think so i mean i could i could see you know a price drop switch and then the switch plus or whatever coming in at this at this price if they want to keep the momentum going now like steve said the momentum's still going so i don't know if they're looking ahead and projecting at a certain point it's going to fall off and they want to plan for that or what but you know I, i think if anything you know covid may have pushed that release date back not because you know i mean yeah i'm sure there's delays and manufacturing and all that but just because demand has been has increased to be honest so maybe they're you know things might get pushed back just because they've been doing so well i mean um surprisingly like the video game industry has actually like done really well during during these times so i mean i think they don't have to rush this out yeah even dave saying in the chat that's it's hard to even find a ps4 right now so yeah it's it's the video game industry as a whole is not not done horribly you know like some some industries have really struggled during this time and and there are there are some that have struggled some of the you know smaller developers and things like that but in general like there's there's been a lot of good stuff that's happened during this time because we're at home and nothing else to do except for play some video games (laughs) i'm trying to think when was the last even switch bundle because i know like last black friday they just did that mario kart bundle they didn't put the system on sale but we haven't actually had like a special Switch bundle in a long Just time. Just the Animal Crossing one. Was yeah, it was the last one. Mm-hmm. Because I, yes. I haven't bought a Joy-Con in forever. <laughs> usually, I really I buy those bundles for the Joy-Cons. I haven't gotten a new one in a while. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, even the Switch Lite, the the Pokemon edition that I got wasn't a bundle. It was just the the game by or the the system by itself. They only had one new color for the Switch Lite too, and then that's it. It's been mm-hmm. a while. I think they're just honestly. Just struggling to keep up with demand for the current models, so I don't think they're worried about releasing any new ones at this point. You know? Yeah, that's true. 
I guess, uh, yeah, we'll see and see if the rumors continue as we get closer and closer to 2021. Uh, but uh, there's some sad news, uh, potentially sad news here um, as we, we move closer to uh, the news stuff for the last uh, couple weeks. Um, and we got we got word that uh, the Sega Ages line is coming to a close. Um, so this is the Sega's uh, classic line that's been out on the Switch, and it's actually coming to a close. Uh, the... Um, another name I'm going to obviously butcher, so I apologize ahead of time. Uh, Yosuke Okunari, uh, which is the, who is the uh, creative producer within Sega, um, did an an interview with uh, Game & Watch and um, yeah, I said basically that uh, Herzog Zwei, ah, again, awful, I'm awful at this, uh, is going to be the last uh, game that's going to be coming out under the the Sega Ages line. That's actually only uh, a Japan release right now, um, which brings uh, the total of games, I think, up to 18 here in America and 19 there in Japan. Um, So yeah, this is not a huge news story, um, but I just wanted to kind of get your guys' thoughts about this. Is this this disappointing to you? Did you see it coming? Does it make sense? Um, Yeah, what do you what do you think about uh, the Sega Ages line coming to to a close. I think especially around you know we've talked a lot about um, you know bringing those classic games over in various ways. We've talked about bundles and different things like that um, and and stuff. And so like to see one actually coming to an end. Um, what's that mean? What are your thoughts around all this, Hudson? What do you think? I don't know. I never got any of the games. I, this this isn't particularly anything that I've certainly been interested in. So specifically for me, it doesn't really impact me but but in general you know um it's always sad to see these types of things uh end when we don't have sort of standard like we don't have like a virtual console we don't have like those sort of the standard line of games where we can expect this stuff to continue for a while this is something that sega was doing you know on, on their own as their own line so it's sad to see this type of thing um end and you know it, you just you just wish that there would be some some way to keep this type of thing going with a unified line, but mm-hmm. at this point, who knows? Yeah, Dave in the chat was saying he was shocked. He wonders wonders if uh, the Sega Ages titles are too expensive to produce, and maybe they're not selling too well. Um, Greg, what do you think about all this? Yeah, kind of along the lines of Huston. I've never, I can't say I purchased any of them because I haven't. But um, it's kind of always sad to see like developers stopping like a series or whatever on switch so it's kind of like at that midpoint of like the nintendo console where third parties are kind of backing off and it's kind of stinks in that regard so i don't know i mean it obviously really stinks the people that are really looking forward to those games and or for ones that haven't released and so it's always kind of disappointing to see that i mean it doesn't affect me personally as i wasn't collecting them but it's still never a good thing to hear someone drop in support. Absolutely. Yeah. Barry, what do you think? Uh, I'm always sad to see any type of uh, support dissipate. Uh, I think it was really cool what they were doing. And now that it is officially done, my hopes is that someone will come around and make a, a physical collection of all of them. Hmm. Um, if really only cool. we knew a company... Uh, that, that would be, <laughs> I would love to, but that, that's you know Sega's a little bit more on their uh, 
little close guarded. But that would be awesome if they did uh, did something like that. Now that it's you know it's finite, it's it's like those uh, the hamster arcade archives. Like I'd love like a physical collection of like all those arcade games. That'd be fantastic. But they're still putting them out. So like all right, while well, you're still putting them out, um, keep doing it. But you know, towards the end, I'd love to. Even if it had to be like multiple volumes, I think those would sell very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we've got a couple quick things here at the end before we we've heard your wrap up and, and kind of talk about what we're looking forward to over the next couple of weeks. Uh, Barry, there's this wholesome snack direct. Uh, tell us a little bit about what they showed off and, uh, and, and yeah. Um, cause I actually didn't even know it happened. Like Barry is like, Hey, we're going to talk about this. I'm like, uh, didn't know it was a thing. So Barry, fill me in, fill us in on uh, what they talked about from wholesome games. Yeah, so Wholesome Games did a, a second direct. Uh, we talked about their first direct that they did earlier in the year, and this was the Wholesome Snacks, they called it, which is pretty much their Nintendo Direct Mini. Uh, they showed off a couple, quite a bit of games, actually, more than I was expecting. Uh, a lot of these are Steam at the moment, and a lot of them are like pre-purchase on Steam. Um, you got the Button City, Date Night Bowling, which is actually a, a, like a bowling game, but it's all about the interactions with your partner that you're there with and you have to have an enjoyable date really like, interesting um take uh garden story half past fate uh land of screens lemon cake lonesome village paparazzi which is all about taking pictures with your dogs and getting cool like almost like pokemon snap for your puppies uh and then snacko and uh both uh, Garden Story was actually in the indie world that Nintendo just did, and they did it. And they also talk about like this is coming to Switch, and Half Past Fate is also uh, on Switch, which is cool. So when we when we did the the whole wholesome direct, we're like, oh, you know, it would be great if some of these wound up going to Switch. A lot of them weren't. Now this is a smaller direct, and two of them are actually on Switch or going to Switch. One of them being even in a Nintendo indie world, which means any of these. Could wind up on switch and uh you know right now nintendo is not putting out first party stuff so they're really leaving it to the third parties and indies and it's just great to to see developers get out there and present what they've you know what they've been working on and and some of these stuff you know it's not triple a stuff it's you know but they're passion projects and they're unique and so i was even in, intrigued by that date night bowling thing i mean that that could be kind of interesting you know how you play your cards and and how it works and you know i, I like things that are outside the box mm-hmm. yeah for sure um yeah i think uh, i think it's cool i think uh it, it seems interesting i'm gonna have to definitely go back and, and check it out um for sure um but uh yeah i think the last time we talked about one of these it was like not really much that really interested me, but this this does sound like there's there could be some more stuff in there that uh, that is that's going to grab my attention. So I'll, I'm I look forward to uh, to going and check it out. Um, Barry or, or Greg or Hassan, uh, any any thoughts about the the wholesome snack direct? <laughs> As like you, I'll probably just need some more research on it because I didn't really know like anything about it. So obviously not really much of opinion at this time until I look at it further. Same here. All right, cool. Well, Barry, way to be on top of things, um, and uh, we, the rest of us, are going to have to play some catch up. Uh, Presenting tomorrow's news today. That's <laughs> right. Uh, we're going to also have to uh, eventually uh, make sure that we mark this date on your calendar. Uh, that's on September tenth. 
Uh, so just a few days from now, uh, at 11 a.m. Pacific time, Ubisoft Forward event uh, is going to happen from 10 to noon that day, Pacific time. And uh, yeah, they're uh, they're going to show off some some games. We don't really know a whole lot about uh, what it is, but Ubisoft does have an article on their on their site. Uh, we're going to see some stuff from Watch Watchdogs Legion, Hyperscape, Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, and then some other uh, much anticipated um, new IPs uh, like Immortals, Phoenix Rising, um, which was formerly known as Gods and Monsters, and uh, some other things as well. Um, so we don't know a whole lot uh, about it at the as of this moment. Um, we don't actually even know if there's going to be much, you know, talk of Nintendo uh, at Ubisoft Forward. But um, just wanted to make sure that that's uh, you guys are all aware of that. Um, we'll be sure for sure talking about it in Discord and, and things like that. Um, but but yeah, before we move on, any any thoughts about uh, any predictions or hopes or dreams or anything about Ubisoft uh, Forward, Barry? Um, there's two games I'm really wanting to see from Ubisoft, and that's Beyond Good and Evil 2 and Gods and Monsters, which we will see. Um, the name change for that... I was expecting a name change. That's not the name change I was hoping for. Um, but I do hope that they show off a really kick-ass trailer. And then at the end, it cuts to a brand new trailer where the character's like fighting monsters and is getting, you know, maybe his butt kicked a little bit. And suddenly, like, an arrow shoots down from, like, the sky. And Pit flies in and starts helping out. And they do, like, a kid Icarus. <laughs> Know, cross promotion, kind of like how they did the Star Fox with uh, Starlink. That's what I want to see. That would be amazing. You know the tip I gave earlier about keeping low expectations, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Hassan, any any thoughts about the Ubisoft Direct? Oh, actually, sorry, Barry. What was that? <laughs> that would be awesome. You know it. Come on. <laughs> that is true, but trying to keep realistic here. <laughs> yeah, Hassan, any thoughts? Um. Nothing specific. I mean, beyond games, I hope that they address all the uh, the sexual harassment issues that have been mm. coming up at Ubisoft, and uh, we'll see if they actually, uh, you know, mention anything there. I don't. I don't. Seems like uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't have high hopes that they're going to address anything at this type of uh, event, but uh, but it's certainly important. Um, beyond that, like specific to the games, there's nothing like super big that I'm kind of you know looking forward to. I think. I think at one point, like I'm. I wouldn't be surprised to see a, a Mario and Rabbids two happen at, at, at some point. I, I don't know that I expect that to happen, you know, right now. But um, I could I could definitely see them doing a, a sequel at some point. So mm -hmm. we'll see. Yeah, that game did take off all, so well, and 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 did so well for for Ubisoft and Nintendo. So that'd be really cool. Uh, Greg, any thoughts? Um, I don't know how much the Switch stuff. I kind of recall vaguely that we. Didn't we discuss like a Ubisoft forward, and there was like very little Switch stuff there? Um, I was kind of looking through our podcast list, and it looked like on the 21st of July we said there was a Ubisoft forward, and there was like nothing there for Switch. So I don't know if Ubisoft. I mean, I think I remember kind of saying that Ubisoft was kind of throwing in the towel already, like they usually do, like mid cycle, and they just focus on upcoming hardware, like midway through. Mm -hmm. So. I don't know how much is going to be there for Switch. I mean, obviously, I hope they have some more stuff coming. It's great. I mean, I know how um, Mario and Rabbids that you guys were just saying was really good. So it'd be nice to 
for them to continue more support for Switch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I don't really know what to expect from Ubisoft as, as of the last few years. And like, there are times where it seems like they are in love with Nintendo and doing some awesome stuff. And then there's other times where it's like, who's Nintendo? Like, do they, they exist? What? So, um, so yeah, I don't know. We didn't really see much before. Will we see much this time? I, I really have no idea. But, you know, I'll watch it and check it out and, and hope for the best. Um, it'd be great if, if Barry's prediction comes true. Um, that'd be awesome. But uh, I'm, I'm not in a hold my breath for that one. Hey, it's already confirmed for Switch unless they cancel it. That, that game is confirmed for Switch. And it wouldn't surprise me. Just with uh, Pit, I'm not sure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when, they, when they look at the trailer, it could be very yeah. mistaken as, oh, there's that pit. Because that's what I thought at first when I first saw that trailer. I'm like, oh, my God, they're doing a Kid Icarus game. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw it was Gods and Monsters, immediately like, all right, they're doing their own IP. But are we going to see some cross tie-in because they've done it before? And and honestly, Starlink failed as a game. Like, the game itself I thought was fantastic. But in terms of sales, Starlink failed. However, Starlink sold the best on the switch because of that Star Fox collaboration. So they're not stupid. Look look at like Soul Calibur 2, you know, from Bandai Namco. That sold well in all systems, but the Switch uh, the, the GameCube version outsold the Xbox and the PS2 combined, I believe, simply because Link was there. So they know they put Nintendo characters in, they will sell. <laughs> Absolutely. That's true. Speaking of uh, Starlink, I did see a few of those characters at the dollar store. I was like, hmm, I almost might want to pick up these little <laughs> so toys. So sad. It's so sad. It's such a good game, and it, it, didn't, it didn't deserve what, it, what happened to it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, hey, you should pick it up when you see it on sale. Go ahead and mm-hmm. grab it. Yep, for sure. Uh, especially if you can find the, the Star Fox collection. Like, it's it's worth it for the, the R-Wing alone. <laughs> like, it's just so cool to have an R-Wing. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's uh, let's move move on to talk about what's coming up. Uh, but before we do that, I just want to again thank you guys for tuning in. If you haven't done so yet, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell, share it with others, and uh, and also if you're watching this after the fact here on YouTube, throw any, all, all comments down below. Let us know what you're thinking about all this news that we've been talking about. What you're looking forward to playing over the next couple weeks. Uh, maybe you're some hopes and dreams from uh, the Ubisoft Forward event. Um, but but uh, yeah, let's let's move into what's coming up over the next couple weeks. And uh, there's not a whole lot of really, really big stuff. We actually do have have some decent games coming out. Uh, MX uh, versus ATV All Outs coming out uh, actually came out today. Um, and then, you know, you do get Ari and the Secret of Seasons also came out today. So actually, it's several good games came out today. Um, but then kind of looking over uh, the next couple weeks until our next podcast on the 15th, um, there's there's some interesting indie games that are that are on the list um, for you guys that are watching live. You're seeing this or watching after the fact you're seeing the, them scroll on the screen. Um, but uh, yeah, NBA 2K21 is coming out in a couple days. So that's that's kind of cool. Um, Spider Solitaire uh, or Solitaire Spider <laughs> Minimal uh, is out for 69 cents. That's on sale. So if you didn't want the uh, the full clubhouse games uh, to get Spider Solitaire, you can just buy the that version. It's only, you know, less than a dollar right now. Uh, but even RPG Maker uh, MV is coming out on September 8th. So that's kind of cool. Uh, Adventures of Pip 
hey, guess what? It's coming out in a couple days. And that's the game I was talking about earlier uh, that you go from like the 8-bit to the 16-bit and everything. So it's Adventures of Pip. Um, but that version is actually coming to to Switch uh, on September 10th. Uh, we have Ten and Kuna, um, Bounty Battle, some other games that are they're coming out. Iris and uh, Iris Fall um, is coming out on the 15th, the same day as our next podcast. Um, but yeah, you guys, uh, as you look over the list and, and know what's coming out over the next couple of weeks, uh, what excites you? What are you really looking forward to, uh, to playing over the next couple of weeks? Greg, let's go to you first. Um, actually I was, didn't know if you'd actually see Adventures of Pip cause that was on Wii U and I really liked it on there. So I might be possibly double dipping to also have that one on switch. That was one of my favorite little indie games from there. So that's definitely the main highlight for me. I did nothing else was really piquing my interest. Um, do have a side note for Barry that I did purchase a uh, bloodstained Two, the curse of the moon. And then I also picked up, uh, the last campfire as well. And I have yet to start either of those. So nice, nice. I'll let it keep you busy a little bit. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hassan, what are you looking forward to, uh, to playing in the next couple of weeks? If, except for, you know, in addition to building all your Lego sets, <laughs> right yeah i think that's that's probably one of the main things um nothing specifically for for switch to be honest looking at what's what's on this list i, I got marvel's avengers coming in tomorrow so playing some of that and just more more Fortnite. it's new season just kind of checking in every couple days and that's pretty much pretty much what i got yeah up. yeah barry how about you of the games coming out the uh, tin and kuna looks really cool um I got Ari today and uh, MX on the way. I don't know if I'm actually going to get to them. Uh, my main goal is to attempt to go to Uncharted 2 and, and see how that goes while doing more uh, Brain Age and Animal Crossing on the Switch and uh, whatever games are needed for the playcast, which has kept me busy. So we'll see how I fall into the Uncharted. Maybe next time I'll be like, hey, I've done them all, or <laughs> oh my god, Uncharted. You made me puke. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Just jump to three. Three's great. Um, yeah. Uh, so Just replace yeah. and say you played it. I am actually. Uh, I probably won't end up getting anything off the list of the next couple weeks, um, but I did end up getting Evergate, um, which was at the the last. Uh, um, announced was that the we talked about it last podcast um, but uh, yeah and so I haven't got a chance to, to check it out yet but I'm really looking forward to to playing that over the next couple of weeks it just came out um, on the 18th of, of August so um, just a couple of weeks old at this point um, and then yeah playing around more with Fortnite as well um, then you know playing uh, trying to get some of those uh, the other challenges and stuff like that um, I have to to pick up uh, or uh, to try Hassan's uh, hint yeah. earlier. You gotta, you gotta add me, Steve. We'll, we'll complete some of the challenges together. We should. Some duos. That'd be great. That'd be great. Just a warning ahead of time. I'm not that great. Um, I'm really good about, oh, I'm, good. I'm good at surviving. Um, I've got a lot of hey, like second, third places, but yeah. It's skill-based matchmaking. So, you know, it, that it's always nice when I, when I join lobbies, like I had my, my friends start up the game a few seasons ago, like for the first time we were like winning all the games together. I was like, this is such a breeze. And then, uh, after a while, it started to get a little tougher for them because then it, you know, because it's kind of averaging the skill, I guess, of all mm. the players involved. So, uh, 
definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just as long as you guys know ahead of time. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think um, I'm also, I'm looking forward to like each year I kind of like look with slight apprehension at the next uh, 2K game or NBA 2K game. So I'm kind of, I'm going to check it out and see like, what what the reviews are look like and everything and see if people actually like it and stuff and maybe i'll end up getting it um but honestly i probably would get it on on xbox or, or ps4 instead because the last uh, nba 2k game that i played on uh switch just chugged along um and i had played it on xbox and then it felt so smooth and then i went to, uh, to switch and i was like uh i just want this game to move <laughs> so if I get it, it, it'll probably be on Xbox. But yeah, isn't isn't two K twenty like on sale for like five dollars? It is. Right now on the Switch? It is. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. It was like ninety something percent off. I was like, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. It's one of the top sellers in the in the eShop right now because of that. So, guess uh, you know, if you want an NBA game and you don't want the twenty twenty one rosters, just get that one for five bucks. Um, Hudson, it's been great to have you back on the podcast, especially to talk Lego and, and see your collection and everything. Thanks so much for, for joining us tonight. Yeah, it's, been, it's always uh, great joining and seeing how everything's going, for sure. For sure. Make sure you check out uh, his YouTube channel and with all the different stuff that he's posting over there is uh, Power Rangers and everything. What, what have you been posting lately? <laughs> A lot of Power Rangers stuff, but I, I have been doing a bit more streaming too, streaming from Fortnite as well. Um, got a good setup going with my capture card and stuff, so that's been uh, it's been pretty fun. Cool, yeah. cool. And uh, Barry's been like doing a podcast tour, um, pretty much out there. Yeah. So Barry, where where are you going to be in the next couple of weeks? Like, how many podcasts are you going to be hitting? <laughs> Actually, quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, so obviously this one here. Uh, then on Friday. I'm doing um, the, the Switch Mania Playcast as, as all Fridays. Um, Saturday, recording the next Nintendo Everything podcast where I am co-hosting because Galen was not available, so only asked me to do it. And then I believe Monday, and that, that's going to go live Sunday. And then I believe Monday, my episode of We the Gamer Cast, which I recorded last Monday, is going to go live. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be you know Friday, <laughs> Sunday, Monday. I'm going to actually have new podcasts <laughs> coming out. Nice. So yeah, I've been very busy. Nice. And on top of that, I uh, an interview with um, Sean, the artist and musician behind Super Blood Hockey, that would be going live as well. So yeah, I've been quite busy. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Make sure you check out Barry uh, pretty much on everything out there. Uh, <laughs> Greg, uh, you know, like all this, like between them two, make I, I think I, I don't know about you, but I, I feel like I, we should be doing more. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, maybe me and you got to like start uh, something else of our own here. That's right. <laughs> no, I I've been posting a little bit You're more on my on my uh, my personal gaming channel. Actually, we got Jeremy uh, uh, Harden who's been helped out here at Nintendo Fuse in the past and things like that, and and he's actually jumped on and we've been you know posting some even some like Xbox games and stuff like that on my my gaming channel. So it's it's done, definitely not you know like a ton of followers over there, but. I'm, I'm trying to do a little bit more uh, on that side of things. Um, so Greg, maybe we'll, we'll get you on there sometime too and do, do some other things, but like, that's, that's usually like the other, the other stuff. So like, you know, it's, it's the things that, that are not like news and reviews and that sort of thing. So gameplay and stuff like that. So, 
But uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for for tuning in tonight for episode 205. Uh, we'll be back on September 15th. I think that's right. September 15th is our next episode. Uh, please, we encourage you guys all the time. Uh, join us live. We love having you guys live in the chat room uh, where you can interact with us. Um, but also join our Discord so we can chat in between all the episodes uh, as well. Join us on social media if you haven't done so yet. And uh, and here's another thing that, that we haven't talked about in, in a while, but we would love for you guys to send in questions. Um, but you can also send in like videos or audio questions as well. And we can we can play those uh, during the the podcast as well. A way to kind of interact with you guys um, that way. Uh, you know, some of you guys that have been around for a while, um, you have been you, you remember when we used to actually have live call ins and everything where you know, it makes it complicated to be able to do that now. But we can still have you guys on the show uh, just by sending sending us a, a quick video or audio uh, message with a question or, or something like that. We would love for you guys to do that. Um, you can send that to us on Discord or you can also send it to, I believe the email address is podcast at nintendofuse.com. So pretty easy to remember. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for, for tuning in. Thank you chat for interacting with, with us uh, all night long. Jared's coming in right at the end. Uh, shout out to Ramen. And uh, we will see you guys next time on episode 206. Happy gaming, everybody. Have a good one. Take Bye. care.